Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with legendary Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn, and I'm Marcus Dash. Guys, uh, big week, week seven preview. Uh, we got the Chargers. Uh, JD's going to be at the game. JD, you're, you're going to be there uh, ringing in uh, uh, Dante Hawk and uh, finally getting in the, the ring of honor. You're going to be there for him. I will. I will, man. You know, it's a great honor for Dante. Uh, Well-deserved honor, uh, of course. Uh, one of the most prolific, uh, greatest return men of all time in the NFL. Uh, and he needs to be honored. Um, and I'm going to be there for it, for my brother uh, in support, man. And so this is always a good thing. To come back to see guys and see how everybody is doing uh but more importantly uh like i said for an occasion uh, just like this to come and see the chargers uh get drummed up in uh in arrowhead so i'm i'm, I'm here for everything man i'm here for it all yeah that'll be exciting uh, dante uh, if you guys watch the show you guys watched our episode with dante friend of the chief concern show uh yeah. My favorite player growing up. It's a, it's, a, it's in our intro video. That was my guy. Um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea, man. But when you said, it, I'm like, God, oh, okay, it makes a whole lot of sense. That's all right for him. The, the, right. the short stature guys, man. Us, uh, us five eight uh, below guys need to stay together. <laughs> I hear you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it at all. <laughs> But yeah, that'll, that'll be an exceptional uh, moment for Dante. Uh, well deserved um, his legacy on the sport and the Chiefs, obviously. But yeah, you mentioned the Chargers. But before we get into the Chargers, JD, um, the trade deadline we're, we're, we're approaching that uh, big topic still with the Chiefs is receiver. We've talked on this sh- on this show about either getting bringing a guy like McCall Hardman. I know we have guys on the chat right here, Buck uh, Ten Inches. We need a number one receiver. But there's a name one to throw at you that hasn't really been talked about enough, JD. And I think this is someone that could be a big time help um so i'm gonna go i'm gonna throw out adam thielen um so back in march it was reported by adam schefter that the chiefs had discussions with thielen he ultimately signed with the panthers to a three-year deal worth 25 million dollars um and so far thielen is looking like uh, his old self at 33 he's still tearing it up uh third receptions on the year in the nfl 10th in yards and his contract pretty solid contract his contract would keep him in Kansas City for 2024 at five and a half million dollars with a four and a half million dollar guarantee and a two million dollar roster bonus due in March and 2025. A four million dollar hit with a one and a half million dollar roster bonus in March. 
in that uh, 2025 year. Uh, the Panthers would have to pay uh, and pick up his $8.3 million signing bonus. So that's something that would have to be hammered out if a deal were to come to fruition. But JD, talk about how an Adam Thielen would fit uh, in this offense. And are you buying or selling an Adam Thielen uh, trade? Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good name, uh, to say Adam Thielen. I was just talking to, uh, my nephew yesterday about Adam Thielen. We were just kind of watching how he's just torching, how many pass the catches he had last game. I'm just like, yo, Adam Thielen was when I'm telling you uh, a dog was to just absolutely slice up defenses. Uh, when he was up in Minnesota, I mean, that he was, he was the guy, you know, and you know, look, he's, he's got a little bit of obviously, some some age on him, uh, but Alan Thielen he he's he's a capable wide receiver. That, that's a guy that you know is going to be able to catch the football. He's going to get open. Uh, he still got all the the craftiness to him, uh, and so can can we get a guy like Adam Thielen here? That's the question. That's that's the question about getting the trade in. Uh, I'm not opposed to that at all. Adam Thielen is a, is a very capable wide receiver, very capable wide receiver. So, uh, like I said. Few years ago, he's one probably one of the most highly sought after wide receivers in the game. Everybody was getting on fantasy, just watching how he was just catching a football. Uh, he run great routes, he's got great hands. He understands the game. Uh, I'm not. I'm not opposed to Adam Thielen, you know, coming here at all. It's not. It's not a bad. It's not a bad choice right there. And I also think that the Adam Thielen kind of makes sense. Obviously, money wise, we know how Veach is when it comes to money. Uh, very that contract is not absurd at all. Obviously older, so he fits more of a timeline where a guy like who's been playing in Minnesota and then now he's going to Carolina, he's not playing for anything. His numbers are great this year, and I know he's obviously playing on a, on a team that's not going anywhere fast, but it's a young team. They're not they're not trying to compete for anything this year. Thielen would fit more of our timeline as far as getting bringing a guy who's ready to win now. Yeah. And then also, too, if we're trading assets, it's not just a one-year thing. Because I know some people are talking about Mike Evans. I see in the chat. Mike Evans, Mike Evans' contract year. Are we yeah. going to pay him after this year? Because that would be a contingent. If we trade for him a lot of assets and we don't keep him, then what's the point? Just a one-year rental? Thielen, all the books for two more years. If we do trade uh, draft cap like a fourth or fifth-round pick, say, I mean, I don't know what they would want for him. His number's doing pretty well this year. But I think he fits more of the timeline. What, what do you think about where he is in his career and how he would fit in Kansas City based on all the stuff that kind of – you talk about the contract, you talk about all that stuff. How do you think that, like, uh, fits – I mean, when you're talking about, like you said, Evans, I mean, to me, it just, it's no chance. Like you said, you get him for the one year, but you know that all of a sudden the, the contract comes up, then what are you going to do, right? So if you're going to guy just to service you for the one year, then that, you know, that's what you want to be able to do. I think you're trying to find a guy that's going to be here for at least another couple of years and money-wise, contract-wise, if it works out, then that's the way that you go. Uh, but like you said, we know Veach. Veach is not one of those guys that's going to give up the farm to kind of get a guy here. And so if it works out, if it makes sense uh, contractually, uh, then I think that's something that you have to explore, no doubt about it. So I see a lot of different people talking about, you know, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, T. Higgins. He's another guy that's, I, you know, just kind of out of our realm. I, I think, you know, when we're talking about trying to get somebody here um, that is going to work financially, then th that makes more sense. And then trying to get the most out of that guy, uh, as far as, um, you know, money-wise, does, you know, th does those things uh, add up, right? Because they say, you know, when you do, hey, look, the math ain't mathing, okay? Sometimes, some guys, we get in, the math ain't going to math. 
right? Because we still have other guys that we need to sign that we need to stay here that's in the building, in the Chiefs. And so, um, I, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And, you know, we keep talking about these things. And, look, these are all trade rumors. These are all rumors what guys are going to do. We don't know if these things are going to happen. We, we also think, and we've talked about this, that these young guys are some of these guys they still want to develop. You know, we talked about McCole Harmon possibility coming back in the building because we know him. We, we've we've had him here. He's cut his teeth here. He's grown here. We drafted him. So he's a guy that would bring a lot of juice back here to the table. Uh, and so I think really when you're talking about a, a championship team, you need a guy that's going to be able to fit into the culture. Okay. that That's, that's the reality. And so nobody's going to observe uh, what we're trying to do uh, for the long term, you know, long term. Uh, and so, yeah, Bacol Harmon, uh, definitely Adam Thielen. You know, I don't know if Mike Evans works for us. I don't know if those guys actually work and fit into what we're trying to do. Uh, and like I said, if the math ain't math, and then, you know, they ain't trying to touch that. They ain't trying to do it. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Yeah. Obviously, T. Obviously T and that's the thing we see the chat. Hollywood Brown's another name that's been uh, I've seen out there. But also, I got to say, JD, with the amount that Arizona paid to get Hollywood Brown, yeah. I feel like they're going to want a good return back for Hollywood Brown. And I think some fans think we can get him in a bargain. And he's, he's actually looking pretty well this year. Um, also, another bad team that's, you know, having to throw all, all game long. Um, yeah. What do you think about the Hollywood Brown as far as between him or Thielen, who would probably be a better fit based on all things considered money, uh, how much you'd have to trade to get him? I, I mean, I like Hollywood Brown. He's a baller. We know that. He, you know, he's a guy that can, that can definitely take the top off the defense. He's another a fast guy. Uh, you know, catches the ball well, but he, you know, he was with the Ravens. They didn't really have anybody around him at the time. I thought they would keep him, but like you said, Arizona gave up a lot to try to get him. So they're going to try to recruit that, you know, what they lost. Yep. So, I, you know, yeah, I like Hollywood Brown. I like, cause he, he's a dynamic player. We know he can get in and out the break. He can make people miss all those good things, all those good things, but it's the same thing. What is it going to cost us to get a guy like Hollywood Brown here? Um, uh, so there's, you know, look, I, I've said there's different names. There's there's so many different names. Everybody's thrown out here. So, hey, look, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of speculation. I still think that at the end of the day, the Chiefs are probably looking to see the guys that's in the room. And if they do get a guy, it's going to be somebody that they know. And so I think that that, you know, kind of fits a little bit better for what they're thinking in that realm. Um, and so that's just the reality of it. You know, we could we could name any guy out there. Shoot, hey, why not try to get a, a Devontae Adams? I mean, you know, just throw some names out there, right? You just say, oh, can this work? Can we get a guy here every trade and stuff? So some some teams ain't gonna give them up, man. But look, uh, yeah, I, I've seen all here. The younger guys need to develop. I think we got a great guy in in Rasheed Rice. Okay, get Justin Ross a little bit more uh, uh, time. Get him out there. Get him. Get him some uh, some experience. Uh, and we just we just got to see what Kadarius Tony's going to do. So it is about this patience. There's a there's there's a sense of just having that patience, right? You know, patience is a virtue. There's a reason it's a virtue. Okay, you know, we just got to be able to deal with these things for a while. As much as everybody doesn't like seeing the offense where it is, uh, we're not too bad. I'm looking at you know the numbers. We're not, we're not terrible by no means. Pacheco's doing a great job. Our defense is playing at a high level. So if our defense is continue to play at a high level, what they've been doing, you know, help carrying the offense, 
this is what part of team ball is, right? And so if we just need to keep working on our offense and our defense is actually, you know, playing balls out, lights out right now, then we, we're in a good spot. We're in a good position. We get Charles and Menhu back, which is going to just add on to what we've been doing. Um, now, I, I love all those things, but I, I keep going back to the same things, man. You develop the guys in the room. If you get a guy, you got to get a guy that we know. And the, the, to me, makes sense. Go Harmon. Every time I keep going back to it, it's just like, you know what, God, it, it really does make sense. You know, and I made, I made that point the other day, Mark. And so I was talking about, you know, if McCoy Hartman hadn't gotten hurt, he probably would have been our first or second leading receiver on the team last year. Seriously. So I don't know, man. Everybody got a lot of different opinions. That, that, those are just mine. Uh, but I like to, I do like the names you got, but some of the names everybody's throwing out here, man, not so much. Yeah. Then also, too, I think uh, Michael Hardman, he, I mean, he, he's not being utilized at all in New York. I think they would get off him at a pretty cheap price. I don't think even think it would be that much. Probably they got Cam Akers type uh, deal yeah. that the Minnesota Rams made, like a 2027 20, conditional seventh round pick or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I see that. Uh, obviously, it's not going to cost a lot. Uh, so, a guy who's only on a one year deal, I think paying not that much for him, that's fine. And a guy who knows the system already. So, I, I agree with that. But um, you made some points about our guys uh, in the room, JD. Um, so, and that's the one thing, and I, and I think we're, over the next few weeks, we're going to see if our guys internally can do something and we don't have to go out and get a receiver. And I, I honestly think we're going to get one at, at this point, but, um, but okay. So Justin Watson has been a guy who's tore it up this year. A lot of people were doubting him in the preseason. He came out and has been probably the biggest play receiver we've had, uh, this year so far. If you look at the big moments, as far as our offense, I think you can point to Justin Watson, uh, being that, that guy this year. But obviously, Watson dislocated his elbow last week against the Broncos and expected to miss a few weeks. They don't know how long. They haven't really said. I think I, I think I read somewhere four to five, possibly. So it begs the question, what's the wide receiver that's going to step up in his absence? MVS, I've seen some people calling him MVS. That's the new the new nickname I've, I've seen, um, MVS. Um, MVS has not exceeded two catches in a game this year. Uh, Sky Moore. Um, has two catches or less in four of the six games. So those two guys really haven't done much this year. Uh, KT, we're starting to get him more acclimated. I mean, last week, three catches, nine yards, touchdown. Rasheed Rice has looked like the only guy who stepped up in, in this whole equation, all, all the receivers. But what guy are you looking for who could emerge uh, this week without Justin Watson? And are we looking at Justin Ross season, JG? JD, is it time to get some Justin Ross action? All right. So I, I see you try to bait me toward, toward the conversation. <laughs> Go that way. All right, I'll play. I'll play. Okay, Marcus, I'll, I'll play. I'll play with you. All right? So here's the deal, okay? Rasheed Rice has been uh, uh, outstanding. He has in the past few games, catching the football. We know he's got a lot of explosiveness. We watch his athletic ability. He, has, he brings a lot to the table. I think he's a guy that steps up for us. I think he'll be uh, that guy that's filling the role what Justin Watson was doing for us. Uh, as far as in, in that respect, uh, Kadarius Tony is another guy that I think is probably number two in, in my eyes. Uh, that's going to get a lot more looks. I think he's, he's he's starting to get a little bit more better, you know, because of his knee. I was just going to take him some time, and Andy wanted to get him acclimated, right? And so it was easy throwing a couple of screens, a couple of little things here, you know, little hitches and whatnot for him to kind of, you know, okay, now how you feel about these things, right? Now we're going to give you a little bit more, we're going to put a little bit more on your plate. Justin Ross, okay, Here's, we'll talk about him. We know Justin Ross has the ability to go up and go catch the football, okay? He's a very talented guy, 
He's a talented guy at Clemson. We just, you know, there was always a question about it, you know, the medical thing. Uh, for whatever reason, he hadn't been getting the, the shots and the opportunity, okay? We don't quite know why, all right? We can speculate all we want, okay? I have speculation. Is it is it where he's not necessarily getting the things? What is it about him not getting out to the plate? We know he can go up there and, and, and catch any ball. Like uh, uh, Embry said, we waited for a guy to, like this to be in this room, okay? So we waited for a guy to get like this in this room. Let's put this guy out on the field and see what he can do. We seen him go and snatch the ball out of the air, which was just, yeah, we knew that, it was, which was beautiful. Let's get him some things like in the red zone, but let's not make him a gadget guy, just in the red zone guy. Put him out there in the regular field. Let him go do some things, okay? That's what I believe. Another guy that I'm looking for, okay? This is the fourth guy somewhere he needs a fit. And I think he just needs to get more opportunity from Patrick. I think we need to look at him a little bit more. Sky Moore, okay? I watch Sky in the games. Sky has been open several times. They're not getting open. That's just not true. There's some times Patrick's been missing these guys. He just has, okay? Sky Moore has been running some good routes. There's some balls that he could catch that sometimes we, we don't need to take the deep ball, which Pat is holding the ball, look at the deep ball, then Kelsey, those things. Give it to Sky Moore, let me do some, you know, some things. He can he can catch the football. We know that. All right. We just need to get the ball to him to get him some more confidence as well. And so, you know, comeback routes, double moves, things like that, he could possibly do. We know that. We know teams are going to give us a whole lot more uh man coverage because they don't think we can get open because they hear it here and all oh, we can't get them in. Okay, let's a little bit more pick routes, things that we can do underneath, you know, cross routes, get guys open. I just think that if we get into having a scheme much better, some prop, better play calling, that's another thing, better play calling at a naggy, then I think, man, our offense will start looking a whole lot better. Okay, so Rasheed Rice, uh, Kadarius Tony, Justin Ross, and Sky Moore. Okay. Now, if MVS at any time decides to show up, okay, I welcome that. I think we all do, okay? And I'm not a guy – I'm not really going to be down on, on, on MVS like that, but sometimes the reason we brought him here, sometimes you got to give him a shot too. Throw a couple deep balls. You know what? Just, hey, MVS, just go. Hit you a nine route. Hit you a streak. Just get down the field. We see if we can throw one up to you see what you're going to do with it. Give him a chance. Give him an opportunity, right? I'm ready for opportunities to start coming for these guys that's in the room a little bit more, okay? And that right there is on PM15, kind of get these guys, kind of trusting them a little bit more. And I think it is a little bit of that trust issue, but also, too, I think it's you got to start making some plays and some calls from Nagy and Andy to get these guys, uh, you know, acclimated to what we're trying to do, man. Seriously, because this is what it's going to take. It's going to take these guys in room. Ultimately, these guys that's been here, to try to get them guys ready. Yeah. Um, MVS, the last last four games, three catches, one, 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 zero. Um, it's been pretty much a ghost out there. I think, um, yeah, I see someone, MG Slim, bro, must, uh, is a ghost every game. And he is. And, and that's what's come to. I mean, pretty much he's like not there. It's not existing. But I want to ask you I saw somebody say it's politics. And they want to make sure they want, they want to prove they're right about Sky Moore. But I want to ask you about how much of a leash certain guys get versus other guys. Sky Moore, second round pick, yeah, last year, and the MVS game paid what he's getting paid. At what point do they like you know like 
although we invested a lot in these guys, we kind of had to just go with if Ross is looking better, just go with Ross. I mean, it, it, at what point do teams kind of like, okay, we had a lot of investment in this guy. He's not producing at this point. We kind of have to just see what our other guys have at that point. How long does that take before that wear is off, JD, where they're like, okay, like, let's get Ross, let's give Ross MVS's reps or uh, Sky Moore's reps at this point, or do you not do you not see that? Man, look, look, I, I've been I've been playing this game for a long time, okay, and I know how these things work. Obviously, a guy that that you draft early, you give him a longer leash, you really do. But the guy's not producing. You have no reason or beholden to play the guy who's not getting open, who's not doing the things you asked him to do. That's just the reality of it. Matter of fact, if anything, you look like a genius bringing a guy who's undrafted and he's over here playing, right? So that's to me is 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 actually talking a little bit, you know, on a higher level when you bring a guy who's undrafted and he's killing it out here. So to me, some of that argument, well, well, you got to keep going on Sky Moore. Yeah, I, I, I get that. He got a longer leash. We know he's going to be here for at least four years, obviously, other than like trading a guy or something like that. He's going to be here. He's your guy. But an undrafted free agent, if he's able to come out here and just absolutely show these guys up, that's even better. That's even better, right? Because what ends up happening, I'm, a, I'm just going to give you an example on contract talks in a sense. You have a guy like Austin Eckler. Okay, who we're playing next week or this week coming in that was undrafted free agent. Uh, he wasn't trying to kill the bank, you know, to try to get him signed again. You know what I mean? And so he was just like, look, I'm just trying to keep getting this shot to try to stay here. And, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm, I just want everybody to know that, look, I'm a team player. I want to just go out there and ball. So it really cost him a whole lot of money, which I thought Austin Eckler probably should have went out there and got more money than what he did when he pushed for it. just honestly for what he gave. An undrafted free agent could do the exact same thing. Like once he gets rooted into a system, he could push it like, hey, you know what? Look, they showed some loyalty to me. They wanted to sign me for a long-term deal. If we could get Justin Ross going like that, to me, that it, it speaks volumes into the evaluation process of your scouts in, you know, in Brett Veach, uh, and what they go into when they when they talk about bringing some guys here, some players. Because then it, what that does, it, it gives you credibility now, right? So I just, uh, you know, Scott Moore is a guy that that I think still needs to develop. I believe he still can help us. He's a talented guy. He's a talented receiver, man. I, I'm not down on him either. I just think that Scott Moore uh, needs to have a little bit more opportunity, you know. So I know it narrative, that whole deal, like, oh, man, they're not going to play him because, man, ain't nobody playing that. They ain't doing that. That's not how it works in the in, NFL. In for real it's it's what can you do for me lately okay and the thing is it's a performance business do you perform then you play if you don't perform you don't play pure and simple they have mbs out there so they've been waiting for him to perform but i guarantee you when you watch this week you start watching and seeing now obviously you got an investment like 10 million dollars you got to make try to get a return on your investment mm -hmm. okay i'm not saying you don't do that okay but if the guy's hurting you and he's just like he's just not doing anything, then hey man, uh we we need to you know reevaluate what we're doing with our money. Okay. So yeah, especially especially that penny pincher um and uh, Brett Feach. Um talking about Justin Ross, you said you want to get him acclimated all over the field, which I think most of us do, most of us uh, Justin Ross fans want to get him acclimated all over the field. But what interest what's interesting is 
it seemed like in week one and week two, he was, we saw him more in the red zone last week. I don't, he barely got any red zone reps. And, and obviously we, we were getting skewer in the red zone. We weren't doing really do much play calling was, was kind of rough in the red zone. Um, rough. Are you kind of concerned? I mean, not concerned, but like, it's interesting that he wasn't even in on the red zone snaps last week. And I thought that was what he was, his role was going to be primarily beginning half of the season. He didn't really see much of him in the red zone. Didn't really see much of him at all during that game. I mean, I don't understand that. There seems like there's no, like, I don't know. No, no, no like consistency with the, his role so far. No, I, it, look, and we're, we're pushing for a guy to get red zone snaps. And we even have, we are, our, our red zone and short yardage is right now in this right period. And I think a lot of it is just a play calling in itself. And I, I, you know where I'm at with it. If we're not if we're in the red zone, we should be giving the Pacheco the football. We should be getting McKinnon the football. And so I know we want to bring Justin Ross into this this conversation, but there's other guys that need to get involved. We got Rice involved in some of these things. We should do a little bit more pick routes. Tony scored a touchdown uh, last week based off that. And so I think our play calling in itself needs to be a whole lot better. Okay, so we can call it. Is he is Justin Ross going to be the answer to the things that we do? I don't know. Are we throwing the fade balls like we should? Are we going to call that? That's the question. We're going to call that. That's, hey, man, look, Pacheco needs to get the ball in the red zone, okay? We need to see the guys come out the football, hit guys in the mouth. That's where I'm at, okay? Everything else is built off that because if you run, if you run game is good in the red zone, play action opens up after that, right? Then you get the one-on-ones that you need to in the back of the end zone, maybe to come back at the, at the, the first uh, part of the pile line. Things of that nature, okay? I could go to the whole scheme of how you should do these things offensively. The question is, are we going to call it? That's the thing. And don't get cute, call it off. You know, now, all of a sudden you got three guys in the backfield, Tony's back there taking a snap, you know, Towns is sitting over it. We don't need to be doing things like that, okay? Let's go play some smash-mouth football, okay? Some strategic, chess-like calls going down in the red zone, all right? So that's where I'm at. It, it, that's that's the that's, – the, the game I'm talking about we need to be playing offensively is that right there. Yeah, I think everyone agrees with you. I think we saw someone here. Uh, Div XRY, so tell me why MVS still gets playing time versus others if it ain't political, big bro, respectfully. Oh, yeah. respect. Well, respectfully, I'll tell you this. I think they still got a lot of confidence in MVS. I think they do. I think there's things that he's probably doing on, on camera that we're not necessarily on film that guys can see, okay? And that, could, that goes into the blocking, all right? And so we, Al Saunders used to preach this all the time. And he said, look, if you're not getting the, you know, the job done and maybe some of the routes, and sometimes it's just opening guys up. Sometimes MBS could be the guy clearing guys out. Okay. So there's a lot of roles that guys fit uh, that we need to understand how it goes into the scope of calling a play. Uh, he may make it getting some blocks. Rasheed Rice, I told you, you got to get better blocking. He, that his last game was he, he was he was terrible in blocking. He was he wasn't very good. I would say that I wouldn't say terrible. He wasn't very good. He whipped on a couple of guys. Those getting those blocks will get you a couple more touchdowns. It's gonna get you a couple more yards. So you got to take all of that in consideration. I know. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. So uh, respectfully, man, those things because we we look at catches, right? That's the only thing we look at as far as receivers them doing. Okay, that is part of their job, but it's not all their job. Uh, and so I get you. Uh, I want to see MVS, you know, getting, you know, some more shots. I think we need to give him a couple more opportunities. Um, so I, I just, and also too, we're going to get our return on the 10 million. We got, we got to do that. We got to do it. We ain't going to have a, a $10 million 
a bench warmer. Better not do it. Yeah. Too, you're gonna do that, man. Give that money to somebody else. If that's the case, so yeah, yeah. And I think with Watson being out there, it still allows for them to continue to see what what Sky or MVS can do. With Watson being out, it gives more reps for Ross to get in there and and, and play. It's play more even with those guys even being on the field. Not necessarily taking those guys as reps, but making the best of of more reps with Watson being out. So I, I now hope that happens. That guy's the guy uh, says we need Eddie Kennison. JD, you're going to be at the game, and I'm I'm, I'm I, I can assume Eddie EK is going to be there. Can you see if you can bring him back. EK, man, I, hey, look, shoot, EK, man, I I know that's that's a dog in itself, man. That's my brother right there. I'll probably see him after the game. And look, I, look, when I get out there, I'm gonna do a little bit more homework. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna get some answers. I'm gonna get some little bit more answers because I'm gonna be in the building a little bit more. Okay, kind of talk, man. And so I, I'm I'm just you know the thing is there's a lot of questions. They come out of here, but there's a lot that goes into it. And so I know uh, Andy and 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 the whole offensive side of the ball is not doing their due diligence on not playing a guy just because they say, well, look, we need because he's earning $10 million this year. Uh, we got to play. Uh, we, we need to win. And we need to find out the combination of guys out there that need to win. Okay. So, you know, it takes time. Yeah, and hopefully uh, us Rossers can be proud, Jedi. You could go to the first the, the breakout game of uh, Justin Ross, and after the game, we 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 mentioned it uh, on our show. But after the Thursday night game, when they asked Pat about you know the young receivers, his report with Rasheed Rice, he brought up Justin Ross was the first other guy he brought up and said, "Watch, Justin Ross is gonna have a big game here soon, and Sky Moore's gonna have a big game soon." But he said Justin Ross first, and I, you know what? I'm holding them to that. He said he said him first, so I'm thinking we got a Justin Ross breakout game coming, and I think that w- that's good, what you could be seeing on Sunday, JD. Okay, look, I'm, and I'm gonna say this because I see a lot of it in the room too. Them talking, uh, Lit Ron Fifty Seven said, "Let's not act like Pat's playing his real potential," and that's true. Okay, that's that could be talking about the elephant in the room. A lot of people don't want to, you know, admit that, right? Somehow it's just uh, blasphemous to not say, you know, to say that, okay? Oh, don't say that too loud. But Pat knows, and he's been talking about that he needs to get better. A lot of that is getting the younger guys on the same page about what it is that he's thinking about. So, yeah, Pat needs to amp his game up. We know for the best quarterback in the league, we expect a lot more. Pat expects a lot more, okay? And I don't think that is scandalous to say those things, right? Uh and Pat's been looking for the long ball. He's been looking for Kelsey down the field. But he needs to get the ball out faster to some of these guys that are open. And I guarantee he's watching the film just like I'm watching the film. I'm just like, oh, this guy's open. He can throw this football. There's no reason why he can't see that. And so if he's going through his uh, his progression, one, two, three, I know he immediately he should be able to, you know, throw some balls, you know, on the dig route backside, on the comebacks. You know, maybe he's got more coming out of, the, you know, the, the, the arrow route. Um all those things, right? So, you know, I, I, it's easy to blame, but I think the blame goes around in the offensive room. And they'll get it fixed. They'll get it fixed. So, um, Hey, Chiefs fans. Ready to turn heads and cheer on your team? Spoken Forest has got you covered with the trendiest Kansas City Chiefs apparel. Step out in style with our Chiefs-inspired hoodies and tees like this. That's who hoodie. Perfect for game days, tailgates, or just hanging out with friends. Imagine watching the game with your buddies, all rocking our awesome Chiefs gear. It's not just clothing, it's a statement, a celebration of your love for the game. Ladies, add a pop of color to your wardrobe with our Zeus tee. Perfect for showing your support while staying stylish. Because being a fan has never looked this good. Gentlemen, 
Channel your inner champ with our Stone Cold Jones hoodie. Whether you're at the stadium or out on the town, this hoodie screams Chiefs pride and confidence. So why wait? Embrace your passion, wear it on your sleeve, or in this case, your chest. Visit SpokenForest.com and gear up for victory. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go Chiefs. Now we're going to turn our attention to the defense, which has become the uh, the big story of this year for this team. Everyone thought we were going to have, you know, Justin Ross is going to explode. Uh, Rasheed Rice, that was all the preseason talk. But then the defense came out and has done amazing so far. Through six games, the Chiefs are second in points allowed per game, sixth in yards allowed per game, sixth in passing yards allowed, seven, uh, seven guys with at least one sack, and we are fifth in, def- in defensive efficiency. Now the Chiefs will bring in their big-time offseason addition in Charles Amenahu. Charles Amenahu is coming off at a season that he saw uh, him post 54 pressures, 10 hurries, and 417 opportunities. Yes, sir. Yes, My sir. question to you, Jay, we saw we got a little taste of Amenahu during the preseason and looked great playing inside, outside, all over the place. Sure did. How do you see Amenahu impacting this already stingy defense? Uh, you know what, man? Uh, and I'm going to keep going back to my guy. We got to bet. Don't forget, we got something on this dinner. Okay. It's going to be on you because Charles Amenahu is going to come out here and he's going to show himself. The guy that we got here, we got him here for a reason. Uh, but we we know what he has, man. He, he's a long guy, uh, 6'5, about 280, 285, somewhere around there. He got a lot of strength. He's got a lot of. Uh, push with his hips. He could get low. Uh, He's just going to open up our defense even more on the defensive line. Okay. He's going to be that guy that missing piece uh, because I think we have been trying to get more sacks and it shouldn't be just Chris Jones getting the sacks, you know, but he's going to help out George Kalofkis. He's going to help out King Felix. He's going to help out all the guys, Dannon and those guys just getting to the football. And so his versatility playing inside and out is what's going to be the key. Almost seem almost like uh, like uh, like a Chris Jones body type, really that he can do. He can play inside. He can play outside. And so when he matches up on a guard, where he could just push, get up underneath him, bit a little bit quicker to get around. That's going to be hard getting the pressure up the middle. So that helps out with the guys on the outside. Now when he gets to the outside, now he can work the tackle the way that he needs to, using his hands, using his strength, using his speed. Uh, but I, I just think. Uh, as as good as our defense looks right now, Charles and Minna, who's going to make it even better. Okay. Uh, the linebacker is going to appreciate it. The corner is going to appreciate it also. And I think uh, with this type of his, his, his game, what he brings to the table, uh, it's just going to amplify our defense even more, man. We're talking about a top 10 defense right now with Charles and who could easily come in and be top five before we know it. Okay. And, 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 I see somebody talk about all oh, well, the Chiefs have one of the best defenses in the league. Absolutely, they do. Okay, I talked about Justin Reed playing the, the the most complete game I seen him play in my own opinion last week, and he keeps bringing that thunder with him. Then it's going to be man. I'm telling you, a lot of people going to be in trouble. A linebacker is playing incredibly well, right? Bolton, Gay, Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel, those guys are just all over the field, man. They doing everything, and so our secondary looks great. Sneed, McDuffie, you know. Reed, all we talked about, Cook, you know, Watson, all those guys, man, all playing in Williams. I mean, it, so that's the thing about it. When you bring another piece like this, okay, a guy that we thought after during the offseason that we felt like was going to be that outside guy, here he is. He finally gets here to show what he can do. And what better team to do it than with the Chargers, okay? Because so we got to get Justin Herbert off the grass. We said that. We got to get him moving. 
That's the thing about it. We can't let him just sit back there like a statue and throw that football because he will. He'll pick you apart. But if Spags puts something up, and that's the thing about it with uh, Menehu's versatility, Spags going to take advantage of that. He's going to take advantage, full full advantage of it, and he should. Uh, but I'm looking. I'm excited this week to see when he runs out there, man, and what it's going to be about. Uh, uh, the kingdom's going to go crazy. It's going to go crazy. As soon as we get his first sack, he'll get his first sack this week. You see it right here. Damn. Yeah, you got it. Hey, you got it. Why not? He's going to be so juiced up. Why wouldn't he? Okay, I would. First time in the building, you know, actually having a uniform on and playing for the Chiefs, I'm going to get that sack. I'm going to get one. So that's yeah. what I'm looking for. And I love it. And I, I'm seeing, because you mentioned all the defensive players who really stepped up this year. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm seeing Ed Lowe. Uh, Ed Lowe, a T-E-A-G-R. Uh, Mike Edwards has been great, too. And Mike Edwards is one of the guys I've said so far this season. He's been the most underrated acquisition we've had. Everyone talks about Drew Tranquil. No one really talks about Mike Edwards and what he's done. He's a ball hawk back there. I, I Ooh, love the Mike Edwards. Like yes, sir. Yeah. Mike Edwards is just like the uh, – he's like the mechanic, right? You can always rely on him, know he's going to do everything right, okay? You, you know he's always going to be there. Uh, just when everything breaks down, here comes Mike Edwards making a play. There he is. And so that that's that's a, a great uh, problem to have when you have uh, so many guys, you know, and Mike Edwards need to be getting you like, okay, where's Mike? Mike to be playing. But yeah. I mean, he you know, crafty vet. Uh, you really know what he brings to the table. His leadership in itself, he brings that to the table. So yeah. um and he's one of the few guys that brought over a Super Bowl. I mean, one one in Tampa, and, right. he brought, and he brought that Super Bowl experience over uh to, to replace Thornhill. It was also no Super Bowl winning safety for another safety to come in there and kind of bring that. Um, it's great. But you're yeah, talking about uh, Omenahu. We talk about when we, when we, for, for years we've talked about getting edge rushers, getting edge rushers. And now with Omenahu in there, and you, you know, obviously we talk about how you can rotate Jones and Omenahu on the edge and inside. They can do it all versatile-wise on the line. Mike Dana, Carl Loftus, um, FAU, uh, the King Felix, who uh, I uh, we have someone who wants your thoughts on King Felix, but then you got uh, Malik Herring. And we have so many guys that we're just rotating on the, on the edges now. It's just like this is this is what we wanted. It's, this is what Spags, I'm sure, has been wanting since he got to, to Kansas City. And now we finally have a, a plethora of just guys who are just rotating to attack the quarterback. It's just so amazing. It's gonna be it, it, it's now to the point where now when we watch Chiefs games, I'm actually excited to see if we put the ball, have a three and out. I'm excited to see our defense now. Where in the past, like you know, you're like you're, you're cringing, like ah oh, man, what's going to happen on this drive? Like how far are they going to get down there? Are we going to are we going to stop them? And they're going to kick a field goal. I mean, th- that's usually what it was. It was like all right, at least just hold them to a field goal. And then, yeah. but yeah, now it's like it's it's so fun to watch. But what what are your thoughts on obviously the, the plethora of pass rushers? But uh, King Felix, uh, our guy, uh, asked that question there. Uh, you know, I, I think he, he's still coming along. Um, you know, rookie still, he's still trying to figure out cause it, you know, it's, it's a lot different than it is in college, uh, to come off cause the guys are just that much better. Uh, and so sometimes when you was able to get around guys in college, it's not quite the same thing in the NFL. Okay. Cause it's the best of the best, the elite of the elite. And so he's still trying to figure those things out. He's still trying to figure out getting the edges, maybe working on his, you know, moves, getting a double move, uh, using his hands, using the speed. I see even like his get off. He still needs to get better on his get off a little bit, you know, the timing of it. Um, and so sometimes he's just got to jump out his cleats. Some things that at defensive end, you just got to try. Okay. So I played a little bit of defensive end in college. I, I know what that is. I, I know what that's like. Uh, and so, you know, when you jump out of your cleats and try to make a play, you got to make, make sure you're doing it in the scheme of what you're trying to do, but also to work on your craft. Uh, my thing is 
hey man, as, as much as my boy, if my boy Tama could get there and come help these guys out sometime during the week, uh, please do. I might have to make Tama a call, man, and say, yo, man, help out King Felix. Get him all together, uh, like you did with, with King George or, 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 or Crazy George. So uh, I, I think, man, he he still figured these things out. He's going to get much better with a minute who there. And so I think those things will help him out, uh, watching a vet, uh, do vet things. Uh, and so uh, it's going it's to be a matter of time with him. It's just going to be a matter of time. Once he figures out, once he gets the speed of everything, he's going to be all right. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's going to be like a light came on and phew, he's, he's, he's there. He's, he's there with it. So, yeah, he, he's, he's coming along, man. He'll be there. Yeah, can't wait to see all these guys together. Watch a man who I know this week, but really, I, I'm excited to see how this defense looks in two weeks. When a man who's got his bearings and everything kind of like in rhythm a little bit, and, and also too this this like you said, this is kind of spags in the in New York defense. When you was looking up there and we was talking about having all those guys in the pass rusher, this is exactly what spags have been looking for, and he finally got it. So Christmas has come early for spags, okay? And so I know with these toys, man, he's gonna get these guys moving. And making some plays, okay. And so he's gonna get these guys going a little different places from everywhere. Uh, bring the pressure, man. Spags, uh, you got what you want for Christmas under the Christmas tree. You got all your pass rushes. There they are, man. Here it is. Work yeah. out with the Spags. That's my yeah. guy. Spags definitely got his uh, what, what he wanted, and uh, what, and, and all the draft capital we, we've invested in the defense. Yeah, he's, he's got what he wanted. He, he, he needs to do his thing. Um, final topic here before we get out of here, JD, um, is the game picks this weekend. Chiefs hosting Chargers. Uh, we are five and a half point favorite at 425 game. Uh, JD will be in attendance to celebrate Dante Hall getting in the Ring of Honor. Uh, Patrick Mahomes era, 7 2 against the Chargers. Um, I forgot what his uh, touchdown interception ratio, but it's I think it's like 21 to like six or something like that. But uh, JD, who do you have uh, in this game on Sunday? And do you think the Chiefs will cover the five and a half point spread? Uh, definitely. So I, I got right now, uh, I was looking out here because I had on my notes. So I'm I'm looking at uh, out in Arrowhead, 28 to 17. That's what I'm looking for. Um, you know, it, it's been close games with the with the, with the Chargers, an Arrowhead. Uh, we know that they're hungry. We know this is like a, a pivotal point for them if they're trying to salvage the season. I hate to say that right now, so early, but it's like really like okay, we haven't really had any success past couple of weeks. We need to try to get one against the Chiefs. Okay, and so. They are making sure they are reiterating this win we have to have. We got to have this. We got to play perfect ball against a very good uh, 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 defensive team, one of the best in the league, uh, coming into Arrowhead. They know, they know, man, it's a hostile uh, uh, territory. They know they're in our environment. And we know right now that we, one thing that we do, that we own the Chargers. We own them, guys. And so I think. Uh, the, the 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 score of the game. This is what I have: twenty-eight to seventeen. That's that's it. Chiefs twenty-eight to seventeen. So, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think we cover the spread. I, I mean, I, I think that loss to um, and you, you can make an argument they should have had a couple of heartbreaking losses. They should have lost the Raiders, um, as well. But uh, that that loss to the Cowboys, man, I think that might kind of ring with them a little bit. Short week too, only a Monday to, to Sunday game, going from a home loss to now playing in uh, at KC twenty seventeen. I mean, oh, I guess the thing too, man. All these division games are so close, especially with the Chargers. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be that. 
But but look, the, the Cowboys is a very good team. They knew where they they was underdogs. They you know they wasn't supposed to win that game. So that's the thing about it. Um, yeah. Uh, so t- you had twenty eight seventeen. Uh, Vegas has the total points of the Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, twenty seven and a half. JD. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Look at you, man. The bookie right here. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'll say. Um. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'll go 28-21. I think they cover the spread. I think we win by a touchdown. So very, very close to what, what you got, what you got going on. Uh, total points of this game is 48 and a half. So yeah, I think I have it just slightly, slightly over 28-21. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, comes yeah. down to the last possession. Chargers are dep- desperate, and we just aren't. Ooh, we got some doubters in here. And I don't know if that's a Chargers fan or a Chiefs fan saying that. What, what's that? What are they saying? Uh, that guy's the guy says comes down to the last possession. Chargers are desperate, and we just aren't. Uh, yeah, we, we're not desperate, uh, but we are a championship team and we understand who we got coming in here. Uh, so I would say maybe some of the desperation and concern is on offense. So they're going to be attention to detail and we got to score points because we know, look, that's the thing about it, man, with their defense, they got a great defense. They do. They got us. They got some, they got some names over there on the other side. So we got to make sure we do a great job against this defense. Uh, so I wouldn't say, you know, Chargers are desperate. Yes, they are. But we're not we're not going to look past the desperation. Sometimes being desperate will put you in positions uh, that may not be ideal for you. Uh, and so I think the Chiefs will be focused. I think they need to be focused up. Um, and I think this is the one where we're looking for offense to, to do some things. This might be the week to turn these things over. Okay. Uh, but these guys, they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as close. Like I said, 28 to 17, they, they might get a touchdown toward later on. Uh, but, you know, without Mike Williams and some of the things that's been going on over there, uh, it, it's, uh, it's it's going to be a tough game, but I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah. And also, too, you're talking about desperation. I think for being a 5-1 and one team, and you kind of mentioned it, our offense just hasn't looked good at all. And, and they, they know it. They know there's a lot of doubt on them. Just coming off the 19-8 win against one of the worst defenses in the league. We didn't put up numbers. A red zone offense looked atrocious. I think we have a lot to prove. May not be desperate, but we have a lot to prove, especially the offensive-wise. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think that this would be – and also a little mini-buy, 10 days to game plan for this game. So Andy Reid with more time to prepare and cook up something on offense. I think – yeah, I think, we have, I think we have a lot to prove. May not be desperate, but we have a lot to prove, especially offensively. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So we'll, we'll we'll see what that's going to look like. Um, you know, Kelsey's going to keep doing his thing. Uh, and so if you have where they are doubling Kelsey up, they're going to try to make sure. Uh, then we'll try to make some isolation plays on some guys on the outside. And I think Pat is going to give these guys some chances, opportunity. And we're hoping that, that, that Rasheed Rice continues what he's been doing. Uh, and also, too, start seeing some more guys starting to step up a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball. Tony, Sky Moore, and then we're looking for Justin Ross to come in and start doing some things. And hey, guess what? MVS may have three catches for you know, shoot, eighty yards. I'm looking for that game. I am. Hey, <laughs> what do you what do you want to say? All right, I'm I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Optimistic. I'm, a, you know, that's what I like. I'm an optimistic guy. Okay, so MVS show up, come in with your sunglasses, fur. I don't know how you do things, how you get yourself ready, uh, but do what you need to do, man, to come in and 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 put all these doubters to sleep. How about that? Okay, get them off your back. Get him off your back, big fella. Or Justin Ross breakout game. 
Just rough breakout game. I'll take either one. How about that? I'll <laughs> take too. either one. Right. It's be a great game, though. All right. But I will, hey, y'all, I will say this. I know we were talking about it, but I do, yo, I expect to get out there and taste some good barbecue. I didn't get to t- do it last time. And I'm talking about the tailgating aspect of it. I'm going to try to get out there a little bit earlier so I can do some, some tailgating. So I'm going to run around, okay, try to get some tailgating in, go see some people. So I talked to some people, and I'm gonna see what y'all cooking up, man. See what y'all doing well out there, man, in the in the parking lot. Okay, so holla at your boy, man. Invite your boy JD to one of your your little tailgates and stuff, man. I will stop by, come see it, show me what section you in, all those good things. All right, I'm all for it. I'm all there for all of it. All of you're, it. You're gonna have to get there super early, JD. Those people start getting no there so early, the traffic just kind of mounts up, man. It's awful. It's brutal. Uh, it's crazy. That's what got me last time. I'm just like, yo, I'm here like hours before, but it was even worse. So, nah, I'm I'm gonna be there. You, you, need to, you need to link up with Tony uh, beforehand. If Tony's gonna be there, you need to link up with him. And get a helicopter, the express right out right in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Uh, thanks, you guys, for tuning in to Chief Concerns on the Bleacher Report app today. Um, you guys can catch us uh, Friday. We're gonna do, do our bet show. And then Sunday after the game, I don't know if JD will be there because JD will be at the games. So I don't know if he'll, he'll be on the post game show, but Monday we'll have the grade show with the uh, talk about the Chargers game at two o'clock right here on Bleacher Report. But yeah, subscribe and follow us on uh, Cheap Concerns on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you guys get podcasts. Take it easy, everybody. Good seeing y'all. Go Chiefs. Yes, sir. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.